Welcome to the Student Affairs Spectacular, the weekly podcast giving you a front row seat to the greatest student affairs show on earth. And now your ringmasters, Tom Kriegelstein and Dustin Ramsdell. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to this episode of the podcast, episode number 138 with Paige Robnett. We're talking about college women and student leadership and how uh, through her work at the American Association of University Women, AUW for short, uh, she helps uh, enable uh, and and empower and uh, uh, give confidence to uh, women all across uh, the country, campuses uh, all over this wonderful nation, uh, how to help them uh, get more involved in whatever they want to get involved with, and specifically uh, feminist uh, issues. Uh, really appreciated Paige's insights on this topic. Uh, definitely an important and timely one. Uh, and uh, also want to give a plug uh, for one of her big efforts coming up uh, with AUW is National Conference on College Student Women Leadership, uh, Nick Whistle for short, which the registration and program proposals for that is open now. Uh, so check out the show notes for uh, links for that and everything else, uh, uh, all, all the other ways that we can uh, you can connect with AUW and Paige. And also, if you are uh, confused that you, uh, the last interview uh, we had was uh, episode number 136, then uh, just go back and check and make sure you've listened to the bonus episode uh, that posted late last week, episode number 137, uh, with an important announcement about the future. Um, so this interview uh, in uh, any uh, episodes before the finale was recorded before uh, that important announcement uh, that was the bonus episode. So uh, important stuff about the future of the podcast. Please listen to that episode to get my uh, full uh, announcement, but uh, some of you may have already heard uh, when that announcement went out of what is going on. So I will leave it to you if you've not heard yet. I will not spoil it for you. So go listen to that episode. Uh, and then after that, come back here, listen to this episode. It is awesome. Episode number 138 with Paige Robnett. Uh, know that we've covered um, uh, a few times just about like uh, – like women professionals in higher education, student affairs, and stuff like that. And th- those were episodes that we did um, think back in our, our first season back in uh, 2014. But uh, nothing specifically about like sort of empowering and cultivating uh, women student leaders on campus, which I know is the sort of work that you do uh, every yeah. day there at AUW. So it'd be really cool to explore that a bit more and just hear your story, just tips and stuff for folks. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we will, we'll jump in here and start off, uh, here as we always do. Uh, if you want to give an introduction of yourself and how you got to be where you are today. Uh, first of all, thanks for having me. This is my first podcast. Um, very excited. Uh, so my name's Paige Robnett. I'm the college and university relations manager for the American Association of University Women. Uh, I started my journey with AAUW, as we call it, um, actually my senior year of college at Denison University, really small liberal arts school in Ohio. We had a feminist club on campus, and um, I think, you know, I was a women's studies major, passionate about women's empowerment, was just starting to sort of really define myself as a feminist, and finally had the language for what that meant, and the language to talk about intersectionality and all of these women's issues that I had been passionate about my whole life. I just (laughs) didn't feel confident talking about it with people. Uh, So 
by my senior year, I was a very confident, uh, proud feminist on campus. And um, a friend of mine actually brought AAUW to campus just because she was looking for uh, a way to bring feminism to campus in a non-divisive way. So she really wanted to bring women's issues to campus and have men and women and gender non-conforming people all get on board uh, with fighting for women's issues like equal pay, combating campus sexual assault, promoting Title IX on campus. And at that point, I was way over-involved with things, uh, but she she reminded me about the gender pay gap and the fact that women uh, now are only making 80 cents to every dollar white men are wa- making, and that just really set me off, to be honest with you. I couldn't fathom that, and as someone who was just about to graduate, that felt really personal to me. Uh, so even though I had too much going on, I signed on as um, advocacy chair for our student organization of AAUW, and um didn't know that I was going to continue with AAUW after I graduated, but when I moved to Detroit, um, I was working for a major corporation and felt a sense of loss, not to be dramatic, but I think I felt like I was missing a community. I was missing feminism in my everyday life, so I actually reached out to my local AAUW branch and... um, Uh, in desperation, applied for an internship at AAUW at their national office in Washington, D.C., just because I was so missing um, the community that I had when I was in college and um, got an AAUW internship in their policy department, moved to D.C. to to move into a a group house with five other people because I couldn't afford anything else. And... um, you know, the rest is history. I've, I've been with the organization for just over two years. And now in this role as the college and university relations manager, I feel like in many ways I've come full circle. And I feel like I have the best job in the world because I get to work with students and campus professionals every day who are still fighting the good fight on their college campuses. And we've grown the program from... Um, just over 60 student organizations when I sort of came on board to now we have more than 100 on college campuses across the world. So it's, it's a fun time to be at AUW. It's a serious time to be at AUW and I'm excited to spread the word about what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I can certainly, uh, sort of get that idea because I know, uh, the idea of like a lot of, uh, um, you know, organizations and like the conferences, especially like for any of the student affairs people that listen, I know it's like the uh, the value of that experience of like going to this like specific college student affairs conference is being surrounded by people who just get it. And like you noted that of just like feeling like you were missing that community in your life of just being around people who get it and who are committing themselves to doing this uh, important but hard work uh, every single day and, you know, whatever way that they can with whatever skills that they have. And, um, you know, obviously like you're a piece of that puzzle like you said, Absolutely. working with, uh, you know, college students, people who were like you, uh, you know, back in the day that, you know, were looking for this kind of advocacy work and, you know, doing stuff that they believe in. Um, so, uh, 
Yeah, that's great to, to hear that story. It's really neat to you know, kind of just like, you know, kind of where the wind took you and like you, you obviously <laughs> like sort of set, set yourself out on a journey and it sort of took you, you know, somewhere a little bit unexpected, but somewhere, you know, that you're really grateful for. And um, absolutely. Uh, yeah. And I mean, I just get into, I guess, a little bit more, um, you know, more examples, I guess, of kind of like the work that AUW does, um, if it's obviously just like specifically to your role or just if you want to kind of cover it comprehensively quickly, but um, just so people kind of get an idea of more about what the organization's all about. Definitely. This is one of my favorite questions to answer, because <laughs> when you say that you're like a women's issues, women's advocacy nonprofit, that can mean a lot of different things. Uh, the movement is very broad. Um, and I don't think I mentioned what year we were founded. AUW was founded in 1881. So we've been around for a long, long time. And so it was initially founded to really represent women on college campuses who were, of course, the minority at that time. And AAUW's founders really opened the doors for women in higher education. Um, so it's obviously evolved over time. And our current mission is to advocate and empower women through philanthropy, advocacy, research, and education education. So that's our mission, still pretty broad. Um, it's it, it, it sometimes helps and hurts AAUW in many ways, just because we do so many things in the women's community. We help so many women and girls. Um, it can be hard to understand exactly what we do. So I, I want to give some of the highlights that I think people listening will be interested in. Um, AAUW does great policy work. We lobby on the Hill every Thursday that Congress is in session. Um, we do incredible research, which I'll, I'll talk about a little bit later, but our last research report that was released uh, tackled the gender leadership gap for women in all fields. Um, things that I think people on college campuses are very interested in, especially in cultivating women leaders on, on campus and, and focusing on building confidence and the skills that they need to take it into their professional lives. Um, AAUW gives nearly uh, $3.7 million a year in fellowships and grants to women who would like to pursue their education. Uh, which is incredible. And I actually didn't know that when I was in college. So when I got to the national office, I was like, you do what? <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah. a lot of money. Um, and then the things that I work on that I think hopefully people will be the most interested in is our campus work and our work building community and um, really building up women leaders on campus. And I mentioned one of the ways we do that through our 100 plus AAUW student orgs. We also have just a general membership for colleges and universities, so just an institutional membership. And we have nearly 800 college and university partners who each year renew with AAUW to show their commitment to women's advocacy and, and they get access to staff support and free resources um, to help um, build women leaders on campus and, and fight for women's issues. We offer a few grants that those college and university members can take advantage of, and our student orgs really take advantage of those grants to do incredible activism on their campus. Uh, we offer salary negotiation workshops 
uh, for college students. Start Smart is a program that has really taken off. And uh, if you're a college and university partner member, you actually get a discount, which is pretty sweet. And uh, last but not least, we have a conference, an annual conference for college students and uh, campus professionals each year. It's called the National Conference for College Women Student Leaders. It's a mouthful, <laughs> but it's a, a really, really great conference. I wish I knew about it as a college student. It's held each year at the University of Maryland College Park, and it's a space uh, for people passionate about women's issues and educating women's leadership, whether you're a student or a campus professional. It's a, a great place. And each year we have nearly 1,000 people attend this conference. So I can talk a little bit more about that, but kind of gives you an idea of the many different ways that AUW advocates for women. Um, and uh, yeah, we, we've been doing it since 1881. So it's fun to be a part of it. Yeah, yeah, this long history of uh Obviously, um, so just all these like obviously milestones that have happened in that time, and um, obviously still a lot of work to be done. But uh, I think it's something like, and maybe it's just in my circles, but because I think we're certainly seeing a bit of the the other side right now with you know uh, you know our presidential election and just sort of like what that has um, sort of galvanized on um, you know the other side. But I feel like there's a lot of kind of momentum happening right now or kind of a lot of like potential energy um, around this sort of work that, uh, like I said, maybe it's just young people or the people that I'm around, but I feel like there's just a lot of like capacity and um, just certain things where it's just like accepted or people get the language or, or just uh, just very open to, um, you know, this sort of work and having these sort of dialogues and sort of making the pivots where necessary of like, you know, how to, how to best speak about things or act about things. But um Obviously, like I said, this work uh, really now more than ever is is just as important with kind of the galvanization, kind of galvanizing things that are happening on the other side um, of people that are uh, not so open to these things. So uh, <laughs> uh, that's just, a nice way to put it. <laughs> right? Yeah, you know, just uh, trying my best to be, uh, you know, just sort of like because I think obviously that's that's part of it. I, you know, it could be a whole other episode of just you know sort of oh, dialogue sure. and kind of the views of sort of the other, but. Um, yeah, I think well, it's just people who aren't as open to this. So I think just, yeah, I kind of get into like what makes this work so important and valuable, like the, the experience that you've had maybe of those times where it was a little bit more difficult and, you know, experiences that maybe you've heard from from students of what, what makes this work that you're doing every day of getting these student organizations and doing these programs on campus and stuff, what makes it so important and valuable? Oh, gosh. I'm, I'm first of all, I'm, I'm, Glad that you brought up the election. Well, maybe I'm not glad, but it's important to talk about, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, I So AUW is nonpartisan. I, I first want to say that right off the bat. Um, and that is a wonderful thing because it really has helped us gain respect uh, through our advocacy on both sides of the aisle, right? When AUW speaks, we speak truth to power. So people listen um, because we are focusing on the issues and not the candidates, which I, I think is really valuable. And that's honestly one of the reasons I got on board. I am a huge um, advocate for civil discourse and tough dialogue and want to see both sides really come together to to agree on women's issues, which Women's issues are family issues, right? They help everyone. When women get paid more, families get paid more. I mean, it's 
to me, it's a no-brainer. Um, so that's what I think makes AUW just just so respected in in the community. Um, the the truth though is right. This election was exhausting for everyone involved. Uh, I can speak for myself, but I, I hear from my friends and and like you were saying, right? The communities that you're a part of, when people just care so deeply about their friends, um, it it does feel just physically and mentally exhausting. Um, and I, when I joined AUW, right, I shared that I was very selfish in many ways. I was like, oh, there's a wage gap when I when I graduate. Oh, that's that doesn't sit well with me. I'm I'm gonna join this movement. And now more than ever, right, it feels I'm a white woman, I'm a straight woman. So for my friends of color, my my women friends of color, my queer women friends, what do the results of this election really mean for them? In many ways it's it's not just about me anymore. And I love being at AAUW and getting to be surrounded by other people who also care about those issues and having those types of conversations every day and and women at all levels of of their their lives right so we're thinking about college women we're thinking about women who just started their careers and we're thinking about retired women and women who have been in their careers for for years and years so um to talk a little bit about the election uh, i mentioned we're nonpartisan. But it, it's no secret that women's issues are at stake now more than, than ever. And I mentioned that AAUW really puts the issues before the candidates, um, which I think is, is really important for us to do. Um, something that's on our mind right now as we move forward and try to think about what not just the next steps for AAUWR, but the next steps for, I think, the women's movement in general. What's first and foremost on our mind is the team that President-elect Trump builds and the team that he surrounds himself with. And it's not a secret to us that we're, we're looking at the people that he's, he's talking about appointing and they look very similar. They look very similar. Mm -hmm. They look very white and they're white men. And so in talking about our work, we need people, we need appointees that are going to reflect the diversity of America as a whole, not just white men who have traditionally been in power for hundreds and hundreds of years. Um, and when people, when diverse people are in positions of power, we know that more good comes of that. When they represent the communities that they come from, uh, better policy decisions are made. And so that right now is just at the front of our minds. I think we're taking it day by day, as I'm sure many other advocacy and social justice organizations are. And um, we're calling for President-elect Trump to really appoint people that are, are going to be representative of our country. Yeah. And I think like, the punchline with that, too, is he's got like uh, I guess of like the people that he's like announced uh, formally so far, it's like five guys named Mike that are all yeah, like all white men. And it's just like come on, at least get like guys with different names, jeez. Like, uh, but yeah, because it is it's, it's, at the very least, you know, just to, to kind of sit here for a moment is that you know 
I can be very open to the experiences of others and like all of that. Like I can't truly know what that's like. So yeah, if you surround yeah, yourself with people with different experiences, they can help you, you know, if you're just open to it and empathetic to it, to, to hear it out and yeah, have that, that civil discourse and, you know, talk about things. And, you know, that that's part of why I love this podcast. You know, we, I try to do that of just like talk to different people about different stuff and just podcasts in general, I think provide a great platform for that. Um, Cause uh, yeah, I mean, we, like I feel sort of, you know, as I think a lot of people have been galvanized, obviously in some ways better than others, but like obviously with uh, the way that things happened, I feel, and you know, a lot of other people are like really committed even more so to, you know, donating to the organizations that you believe in to um, Absolutely. You know, like ACLU, Planned Parenthood. Like I've seen a lot of people talking about that and that, um, you know, just really trying to do that uh, in the week of this and, um you know, that, that gives me some hope that people will, you know, uh, you know, hear this and really, you know, commit to trying to do this important work. And, um, yeah, I mean, it, it just is, you know, there's a lot of different, <laughs> like a lot of different ways that we can confront it. So I think, like you said, it, it, it's a gift and a curse, like for AUW that you're, you know, really trying to hit on all those levels. Cause yeah, it can be the public policy. It can be those like programs and initiatives that are put in place at the federal level to, uh, help support people or it's the campus yeah. programs to help cultivate, you know, a women's student leader who's eventually going to, you know, go on to do this amazing thing to help a bunch of people, you know, um, or just always be acting in a way that's mindful of these sort of, uh, you know, causes and issues. So, well, um, I think, yeah. I think you raise a really good point too, that I, I had a thought, right. Of, um, this election, the, the the outcome, if it went a different way of the election, could have been a blessing or a curse in many ways. I think um, if the glass ceiling had shattered in that way, I wonder how many people would have said, oh, women's rights are achieved. They've done right, it. Right. AUW doesn't matter anymore. When that, that wouldn't have been the case. So many things are on the line for all women. And... Um, I, I think that's really important. And, and something else I, I wanted to mention is calls that I've been having with students. And I wonder if your listeners um, have been having similar conversations of, of just a climate of fear on college campuses, which I find very troubling. I know it's it's keeping me up at, at night. And, um, you know, this, this feeling of of being threatened and, and women's issues are always controversial in, in many ways. And, but this, this reemergence of fear. And I, I wanted to just take a moment to say that AAUW takes a united stand against bigotry and bias. Always. We have a member adopted public policy program that we use to um, really we use that at the forefront of our work. So that, that guides everything that we do. And we have um, for many years taken a, a stance against hate crimes. And we want to be seen as a, a resource for people on college campuses to um, come to us. If they if they hear anything, we're we're taking, you know, accounts of harassment that people are facing because we want that to help build our work and we want to create resources and support um, for people who are are feeling that way. And it, it's helpful for us to know, you know, what exactly is going on in the field on the college campuses, because that's where AUW started. And that's that's really where our work is the most meaningful. So um, I wanted to take a moment to share that, too, because um, I think 
that's what I'm hearing from students. And um, it's, it's really guiding the work that I am doing every day now at AUW. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, and just to sort of segue to my, my next question is that, yeah, because that is obviously so important. It's just sort of like the... Um, like the hierarchy of needs kind of thing is that like if people are feeling fearful and not safe, then they're not going to be feeling comfortable and confident to, you know, get out of their comfort zone and like go do something on campus, get involved and grow and all that. Um, so I think, yeah, it's obviously very important to, um, you know, utilize the resources like you mentioned, uh, you know, like your uh, colleagues and stuff just to try and fight all those uh, instances of, of bias and uh, bullying and d- those different things that, you know, women in particular and just all these different sort of marginalized groups are, are facing uh, yeah, sure. even more so now. And uh, so, yeah, like if we're, uh, you know, we want all of our students to feel encouraged and empowered and sort of uh, able and you know confident to get involved in whatever they want to get involved with. So uh, obviously through your work, uh, doing that with your student organizations, uh, with all your affiliates uh, and institution uh, partners there, I guess, what are some tips and, and ways to engage and empower like women student leaders on campus that you've sort of garnered over time? Yeah. And the first thing I want to mention is that every college campus is different. Um, so whatever tricks or or sort of, I guess, ways that you feel like as a, as a listener, you feel like you're supporting or engaging women leaders on campus, it's, it's going to be specific to whatever your climate is like. Mm-hmm. I know that many campuses I talk to don't have a women's center on campus or don't have a women's studies program. And so I think there are different levels or, or ways to engage. But at AAUW, or at least in the campus leadership programs department, we've sort of I guess, crafted three easy ways that colleges and universities can help build up their women leaders on campus. Uh, The first is to be informed, which is very general and very broad. Um, But AAUW is here to help you be informed. I mentioned our latest uh, research report, The Barriers and Bias Status for Women and Leadership. And that report is incredibly helpful at laying out what what is currently happening for for women who want to be leaders or the current women leadership now in a ton of different fields. So the easy ex- example I can share is that women make up only 19% of our elected officials. To me, that's embarrassing. That is not reflective of, uh, you know, our general community as a whole um, or a general country. So um, we not only lay out what the current climate is like for women leaders, but we give you some tangible ways that you can chip away at that. And so, um, you know, not only do we have barriers and bias, our our research report uh, was uh, about trying to get more women into STEM fields, specifically computing and engineering. It's called Solving the Equation. So AAUW has some really great research out there that we uh, really encourage your college and university to take advantage of. Um, But it's not just through our research. Um, Spend some time on our website with our helpful resources to to get educated on what what the climate is like um, around the country and then spend some time on your own college campus really thinking about what um, the spaces are like 
uh, for your students and then for your peers as faculty and staff. And it, you, is your college president a woman? What are the tenured faculty experiences like for women professors on campus? Things like that and surveying your own uh, climates are really important in understanding what steps can be taken. Um, and the next thing that um, our department really uh, promotes is to create community in whatever meaningful way that looks like on your campus. We uh, encourage people to foster spaces where all women can thrive. Uh, what's cool about AAUW, and uh, again, one of the reasons why I joined, is that AAUW is, is with students at every stage of their life, uh, which I think is really powerful. So you, AAUW is there for students uh, when they're at college or a university, and then right after they graduate, we have a Younger Women's Task Force, an affiliate of AAUW, where um, people can create chapters. Uh, for 20 to 40 year olds who are in a different stage of their life now but are still passionate about women's advocacy and empowering women leaders in their communities. And then of course we have AAUW branches. We have over a thousand AAUW branches across the country where people can go and find that mentorship and find that networking uh, that, that I know I was looking for as a student and you can kind of carry that through your entire life. But even if you don't have AUW on campus, right, there are still different ways to foster uh, supportive and intersectional spaces. Um, and we encourage that this happens both in the classroom and outside of the classroom. So while it's important to provide that supportive space and hear out women leaders and lift up women in the classroom, it's just as important to do in extracurricular activities. And um, on your own campus, it may be interesting to look at the uh, club presidents and looking at how many of those are women. And if your campus doesn't already have a feminist club or a, a club um, to be a space for just women to support other women, that would be a really great way to um, build up community and offer that, that mentorship that many students are looking for. Um, and that's my third point. Uh, mentorship is so key in uh, empowering women student leaders. Uh, and th again, that can happen through AAUW, but it doesn't have to. That it can be so organic. And it, I've, I've found that many of my mentors in life has, have actually been younger than me. So age really isn't a factor. Uh, mentorship can happen at, at all levels. And even when you're sometimes unexpected, uh, you're not expecting it. And so I think uh, networking and, and mentorship are great ways to build up women uh, on your campus. Yeah, all great stuff. Yeah, it's a very comprehensive uh, approach. I think that can be really helpful for folks to kind of follow along with that because, yeah, I mean, it's important to, you know, do each of those steps and just, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, we mentioned before just having, like, the people around you, you get it, and then just sort of having 
I mean, it can be helpful either way, but I know for some folks, it can be really helpful to have those sort of near peer mentors uh, just as much. And I guess, and just in a different way to have somebody who's like very far ahead, who's like been through it all already and can help you. Um, so just like having any mentor, you know, can be helpful. Absolutely. Um, and then just, yeah, kind of knowing like the lay of the land, obviously, because yeah. if, you, if you do something like trying to create a community or, you know, create a mentoring thing. Like if it's like, oh, there's already a thing like that on our campus or, you know, it's not maybe something that's something uh, people people here want, you know, and like, you know, just figuring out the lay of the lands, you know, what to do. But then just obviously just generally, you know, community and mentorship are really uh, valuable things and um, can be done very nimbly and cheaply as well. So, you know, you, don't, you don't have to like like, well, we need to build a, you know, a women's center. So it's like, no, that'd take a, a long time and a lot of money. Right, like, all you right. Need to do there is are like... some actionable steps that you can take, right, you know, before right. that. And I, I am always just so pleasantly surprised by the number of schools that uh, join AEW, get involved with us, and then find out about the importance of mentorship or start recognizing it and then take it to the next level. And many of our grant awardees actually use the grant money to create mentors, structured mentorship programs on their campus, which I talked about, you know, organic mentorship and, and supporting that or encouraging that. But students or and campus professionals actually really take it to the next level when they get involved with AAUW. And I think that's fantastic. Yeah. I'm a huge advocate for that. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. Um, so yeah, you mentioned obviously just a lot of different stuff that AEW does. Um, and yeah, as we start to, to wrap up here, if you want to give a, a shout out uh, to anything else, like kind of resource wise that AEW does, or just other stuff that maybe you're uh, engaging with right now that's really been uh, helpful for you on this topic, um, just any, any stuff that we can include in the show notes. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. I would encourage everyone just to spend some time on AUW's website. In, in all seriousness, we have an amazing blog uh, that's added to every week. And I think the best part about AUW is that there's something there for everyone, whether you're um, interested in giving back financially or with donations, if you're interested in uh, promoting our research, if you're interested in advocacy and getting out on the front lines, we have resources available to you. Uh, staff support is what AAUW, makes AAUW unique. If you're a member, uh, we are here to support you at every step of the way. Uh, and I mentioned all of our resources are online for you and your students to use. So not just research, but public policy tools and um, campus leadership tools. That's all online for you to take a look at. Um, the in-person support is another thing that makes AAUW unique. So um, getting involved at the local level I can't encourage that enough. And so we talked about mentorship, you know, sort of within the college campus, but what an awesome opportunity to connect with your local AAUW branch and connect with other women and men who want to give back and who want to support students in all sorts of ways. And students and uh, faculty and staff at your at local college and university. So um, please take a moment, if, if you haven't already, to see using our branch locator on our website, see what local AAUW chapters are, are there for you. And I would really encourage you to make that connection. And then lastly, um, 
<laughs> hopefully some people already follow us on social media, but I can't talk this up enough. Uh, the person that manages all of our social media accounts for AUW, I'm not sure she sleeps at night. Uh, she's really a, a personal hero of mine. She um, is there every step of the way covering all women's issues, all of the issues that AUW fights for. So if you're looking for, if you are the busiest person on the planet and you're passionate about women's issues, but you don't have time to take action, following AUW on this, on social media is the easiest way to stay informed. So you can follow us on Facebook um, or Twitter at AAUW or at AAUW campus. And then our Instagram is really taking off. So at AAUW national is the best ways to follow us on Instagram. And that's actually really where we highlight the majority of our student organizations work. So we just had um, a student organization carry around a mattress for a day to raise awareness for about campus sexual assault. Um, we just had a student organization host a local uh, woman who holds office uh, in Ohio, and she came and spoke to the student organization. So we highlight and lift up that great work on Instagram and really all of our social media accounts. Great. Yeah, we'll include all that, all those ways to connect with AEW uh, down the show notes. And um, Great. Uh, yeah, so and we will end here, as we always do, uh, with whatever final thought you'd like to wrap everything up with. Oh, there are so many things, Dustin. <laughs> I, I really appreciate you having me uh, on your podcast. I think I could talk about women's issues and feminism for hours, uh, but I know I have to wrap it up. So I do just want to mention that whatever way you want to get in AAUW, get involved with AAUW, we're here for you and we want to be able to make that happen for you and your students. So um, we believe that AUW should be the place for you to go if you're passionate about uh, women's leadership or educating uh, or empowering women leaders. So please check out our website. And I did want to make a plug. Registration is open for our national conference for college women student leaders. So now is the time to not only please spread the word to your students, but also perhaps check around um, uh, your budgets on campus and see if there's any uh, money in the budget to send you or your students to this leadership conference because it is transformative and empowering and you will leave that conference ready to continue the fight for women's rights. So please take a look at that. And I know Dustin will send out that information uh, in the, the your follow-up email. Um, but I also wanted to mention that you uh, not only can you attend the conference, you can actually present, which is great for your pro professional development. So um, workshop proposal applications are actually open now as well. And uh, they close February 7th. So you do have a bit of time, um, but please start taking a look at those because we would love to see you at uh, this conference in 2017. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like something like that, like you said, it you know, if you were to send off your students, I know, you know, they would certainly have a great time, but it can also be great for something like that where you like, you bring students there because it's like if you, you know, you all go to sessions or do things together, or if not, you're able to, again, this is sort of like kind of mentoring, guiding someone through this experience is like processing stuff of like, hey, like, what did you go to? What did you think about that? You know, what did you learn? And like helping to kind of, um, 
I don't know, kind of cultivate that learning even even more because I know, yes, you know, yeah. to, like, certainly like I, I could imagine like a student who maybe has never been to something like this before, maybe being being like, well, I don't know what to go to and like I'm here alone or something. And obviously like they, you know, could meet people and like figure it out, but it can be helpful to like either have a buddy or like, you know, you, <laughs> you, if you take students there, like you, you can kind of like, you know, sort of help guide them. And because um, I know like when you go on like alternative breaks, like helping to process learning versus like, yeah, you just did a thing yeah. and then you just are like, okay, now I leave. And then you just go home, you know, it's like you can like sort of powwow after like you know oh uh, yeah a full day of sessions and like you know at dinner or something and go through that so i can I imagine obviously <laughs> many scenarios where this would be you know obviously all all good times but also you know just sort of uh, maximizing the potential of that so yeah we'll, we'll have just the yeah specific links for auw but yeah we'll make That's sure to great. kind of highlight uh nick whistle as i know it's called uh yeah <laughs> uh, and i just the name is so long nick yeah. whistle for those out there who just want an easier way to say that conference's name <laughs> yeah ncc swl like that, yeah. Yeah. um because yeah, it's, I mean, long. It, it's an accurate name i mean it's yeah it is what it is, <laughs> it but, is. Uh, no i've yeah, had people yeah. actually you know even the the new vice president of our department, she said before she even heard of AUW, she was like, I want a conference uh, to empower my my women students and, and help them become leaders. And she actually typed in conference for college women student leaders and it popped right up and she was like, well, something like this exists. So mm. it's a very accurate name. It's a very long name. And we, we definitely understand that. Yeah, yeah. I guess, yeah, it is, it is good for like search engine optimization because it's like, that is literally what someone would say, like, a, I don't know, like a national like conference for college student women women leaders i don't know like that's kind of what i'm searching it's like well, that's literally what this is called that's exactly what it is no it's very yeah. accurate and to your point too dustin i actually overheard at lunch last year students strategizing because because they had so many uh students from their school they're like okay well if i go to this workshop you go to this workshop we'll swap notes and so there was a lot of strategy behind having more students from their school there uh they were able to cover more ground at the conference which I thought was really interesting. I was like, ooh, you you all are taking it to the next level there. Yeah, conference pro tip is like, right. yeah, if you got a buddy, it's like, <laughs> all right, you go to that one, I'll go this way. You know. Exactly. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, and like you said before, this, this is one of those topics where, you know, obviously going on different tangents and like really delving into something it, it deserves and can easily get into like a, a two hour episode. So it's like sometimes I feel bad that we only have like a short amount of time, off, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's all it's all good stuff. Nice and uh, concise here. Um, you know, I'm really glad that we were able to explore this and really highlight the great work that uh, you and your colleagues do there at AUW. And uh, like I said before, obviously all the stuff that we talked about uh, down in the show notes. And um, yeah, I appreciate your time, Paige. And uh, uh, I really appreciate you. Thank you so much. I, I just love, I've, as you can tell, I love talking about this and I, I want to be a, an area of support for anyone who's passionate about women's leadership or women's issues. Yeah, definitely. And uh, yeah, just have a good rest of your day and uh, yeah, just take too. care. All right. All right. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast. If you want to help us out, leave us a review and rating on Stitcher or iTunes, or just share out the show so other people can find all the cool stuff we talk about every single week. Again, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time on the Student Affairs Spectacular Podcast.